welcome to the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast. My name is Andrew Milk and I'm your host today. I'm going to teach you how to be the best a woman has had inside and outside the bedroom. The mission that we have at SQL is to elevate the sexual well-being of humanity. And today we have an amazing guest who's going to be really dropping some bombs all about like not so much about sexuality, even though he does have a diverse understanding about this. He's actually talked more about social confidence really getting the women you want and having a really amazing social circle. And then not just to mention, he's been doing this for a very, very long time. He's had a lot of results with his clients. He's just an all round awesome, amazing dude. And some of the photos he has on Instagram is absolutely sensational with the women he has in his life and the life that he's really um, designed for himself. So I just want to say, Robbie Kramer, thank you so much for being here, my man. Yeah, so much for having me, Andrew. Appreciate the intro. Awesome, bro. And it just froze. And yeah, by the way, guys, it's going to be really great. And the thing is, I look up to Robbie in a lot of ways with the work that he does just because like his lifestyle, how chilled, how charismatic he is as well. And the way that he goes about things a little bit different. So we're going to really dive deep in today's about Robbie's story, about how he got to where he is, and then how you can start implementing some lifestyle hacks into your own life so you can start having the dating life you always wanted, be more confident in, um, in who you are as a man so you can start going for what you want and all that jazz. Now, before we move on, guys, if you really... If this is the first time tuning into the podcast, welcome. If this is um, if you're coming back to this podcast, welcome back. And if you want to learn tonight how to give a woman multiple orgasms with your hand, make sure you check out our free push massage at sexualquantumleap.com and you can give her multiple orgasms with your hand, which is fucking awesome. Now, without being it works, guys. You, you, I've, you used it, didn't you? I've used it. <laughs> of course, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, with that being said, Robbie, can you give the guys a bit of a backstory about like how you got into this and how you got coaching men and all that stuff? That'd be great. Sure. Um, yeah, I got into the whole world of personal development way back in like, I think it was 2005. Um, you know, it's almost about 15 years ago. Um, so I've been around this stuff forever. I got into it like probably a lot of guys back in the day by reading the book, The Game. That was kind of like my intro. But I didn't really mesh that well with the pickup stuff. It just felt a little weird for me. Um, growing up, I was just like, you know, fairly normal, dorky kid. Played a lot of poker, played a lot of golf. Um, but the the whole idea of like <laughs> uh, authentically expressing myself to a woman or even showing her that I was interested in her, like scared the shit out of me. Um, you know, I saw girls all the time and I wanted to obviously like get closer to them. But I was usually the guy in the friend zone. Um, the guy bringing them like extra copies of my homework in high school. And I had some, some girlfriends kind of like early in, in high school and college. Um, but it wasn't until like my mid twenties. I'm like, all right, I see how there's kind of like this, this breakdown in my personality. I'm not comfortable expressing my like authentic attraction towards women. I'm not comfortable approaching women or kind of being my real sexual self around them. So the next 10 years was like a deep dive journey into that process. Um, you know, going, traveling all around the world, doing thousands and thousands of approaches, going out at night, learning from different mentors. Uh, I've met basically everyone there is to meet in this industry. Um, lots of crazy characters. <laughs> lots of crazy oh, stories. Man. Isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> My God, yeah. Um, but it wasn't really until I'd say like 2015 when I got to a kind of a point on my journey where, you know, I, I, I could easily go out, get tons of dates, meet girls, whether it's out, at, you know, going out during the day and approaching them during the day or going out at night. 
Um, but I felt like there was this kind of this gap between where I was and where some of the really like social beasts I would notice, like guys in the nightlife industry, promoters, celebrities. Um, and I saw that they just had like crazy options. They had access to the most beautiful women, the girls that, you know, that I felt like were really more like wife material. Um, so I saw there was this kind of gap between the quality of, of women that I was being able to surround myself with. And I noticed like you'd go out to a club and you would see like, you know, some really amazing women, but they're always kind of surrounded by tons of friends, sometimes security. They're kind of in a place um, where they're really hard to get to. And if you're not inside that social circle, it's really tough to break in because you're just some random schmo <laughs> at the club. Um, or at different events, like um, different festivals, like Coachella, Burning Man. Um, so I was like, all right, how do I kind of break into this next scene, which I would call the most advanced level of social, you know, of being a social guy um, or game, whatever you want to call it, right? But it's really just about being a social guy. So back in 2015, um, I was able to kind of break into that social circle through a business connection I had. Um, I had a, uh, along with my coaching practice and helping guys improve this, I also had a, a side, um, like a side hustle where I rent out apartments on Airbnb. And it was a cool kind of interesting story. So I was living in New York City, had a bunch of apartments. I was renting out on Airbnb, making some side income and uh, met, met a promoter. And he was running these, what I call model houses. So how it worked for him is, clubs would pay him to bring girls to the club. Um, and then also if he brought clients, guys, uh, he would make money off of the bottles that they bought at the table. And these were typically like you walk into a club and you see a table full of really hot girls right when you walk in and like one or two guys, that's a promoter table. Those girls are like being paid to be there essentially. Um, or you see the, the tables right next to the DJ with like, you know, 20 girls and like two and they create this illusion in the nightlife industry so normal guys walk in they're like oh my god there's so much action here there's so many girls i'm gonna buy a table and spend all my money but you don't have access to those girls so it's all smoke and mirrors <laughs> and, uh, by the way um, man I, I was brought up in australia man they don't have any of that stuff man like it's like when i first heard about that back in the day man i still haven't been to america i was like no way dude I didn't realize, and I know this has been your life for a long time, man. So I just want to let you know that as well, dude. So it's crazy shit. Yeah, man, it's 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 better in a lot of those places, but when you know when they don't have this hustle. But if you're in LA, New York, Miami, Milan, Paris, um, you know, even a little bit Chicago, but the major like social markets, this is this is the nightlife industry, and. Um, so I needed a way to like break into that. And luckily one of the this promoter I met, um, he, he had girls that instead of trying to get all the girls to come to the nightclub, which is really difficult, like, you know, it's try, like trying to herd cats. Um, his idea was to put them all in a house and in exchange for letting them live there for free. Uh, so in, in exchange of paying rent, they would have to come out to the nightclubs like three or four times a week. And he would make 50 to a hundred per girl so you get 10 girls in a house, three bedroom apartment, and bunk beds, 10 girls in there. They're all models trying to make it in New York, going to castings during the day and partying at night. Um, you know, so you make a thousand bucks or 500 bucks each night when you bring out the girls. And then you might make some extra money on the, on the bottles if guys come and, and pay for stuff, um, which obviously guys would want to do if there's a bunch of, you know, beautiful women at the table. 
but he needed a place to like to house these girls and i had these airbnb apartments so we struck a deal and in exchange for like me renting the places to him for a cheaper rate i was allowed to then come and hang out at the table without paying and kind of get into the social circle and what i noticed was that the rules of the game are like completely flipped upside down like everything you do in traditional like going out and kind of hunting for girls mode like you you don't do when it comes to social circle because you're already by the fact that you're there you're already cool you're already social proof and if you try to like flirt with her too hard or like run attraction material or do all the shit that you learn in the pickup or dating community you just end up looking like a guy who doesn't get it, it where it, because the ratio is so in your favor instead you can kind of just sit back chill hang with the other guys tease and flirt with the girls a little here and there but you can't chase if you chase at all you're fucked you're done like there's wow. the, the girls will immediately be like all right this guy's he, he's a guy that chases and they're so used to guys chasing that it's just like the fastest turnoff ever and and these girls are, are the ones that end up chasing the guys they end up hooking up with the promoters or the celebrities or guys that don't have to chase so that transition from chasing to not chasing and learning how to focus my efforts more on like getting to the right parties, meeting the right guys, bringing social value to those guys versus chasing women was just a complete game changer. Oh, um, what, what, what was the social? So for the guys listening at home, say they're like starting out this, they don't have the Airbnb, man. What's the social value that, that, that they can bring to the table if they can't bring girls? Well, it, you can always bring girls. You, you can bring girls if you change your mindset from trying to bang every girl you meet to instead trying to cultivate a social circle and create fun events for girls to go to. Like, for example, I've got a, a bunch of clients in my leverage program that are in New York and they go out and they meet women during the day or they go out in bars, you know, when, when it's not COVID, obviously during yeah. COVID, they can only do <laughs> day stuff. Um, so rather than like go out and get a girl's number and invite her on a date immediately and then try to go through that dating process, if you meet her for coffee, hang out for 30 or 40 minutes, that's your first date. You don't try to kiss her. You don't try to escalate. Obviously, you flirt all that shit. Um, but instead of going the traditional dating path, then you invite her to a party. And let's say you do this with three or four girls and you have two buddies who are also doing it with three or four girls. You say, all right, Friday night, we're having a little dinner party at, my, at our place. And then we're going, to go, we're going out to the club after. You invite those three girls that you had the quick little you know, 30-minute coffee date with. They bring a friend, some of them show up, some of them don't. All of a sudden, you've got a little party with you, your two buddies. And if every girl that you invited or half the girls come with a friend, because girls will always come with a friend, you've got a nice ratio of like six to 10 girls and three guys. Now, if you go to a nightclub with those girls, you can, you can say hey, to the promoter, listen, I've got six cute girls here. It's just me and my buddy. Can we join your table? They're going to be like, yeah, sure. Because in the nightlife industry, social currency is beautiful women. Like that's, you know, clubs will pay for that. Promoters will allow that in. So you have to move out of this model of like going out and hunting with your bros to working together. Yeah. So any, guy can, any guy who's willing to approach can, can do that. That's amazing, man. That's like the next level stuff. I know this is like what you specialize in and it's pretty obvious, man. Like even I saw the flip, man, when I was running sex parties, like doing that, I go, holy fuck. It's not like you have to go out there like that. I like said that hunt mode. I like, got to get, pick off a girl you want to do. You just come across as um, desperate. Like have that circle. I used to do this, man. In short, like 
I used to run sex events and then like other events where it's like I'd host it. So obviously the social proof is there, bring our buddies, have really amazing ratios. And then you kind of chill back and set up a beautiful environment. I know you're amazing at that. You set up like a clothing line, just like something like that to bring women in. And I'll you to talk more about that as well, man, if you want about the clothing line and how you like on yachts as well with chicks. And it's a similar principle, isn't it? It's like just you being there and being a cool dude and not being needy. You're essentially going to build so much value and they can see it because as soon as what you just said it man it's like and can you tap on this more because because guys like might be starting off is as soon as they feel like they've got to chase and do something they've fucking lost it correct yeah yeah the truth is in in highly social and, and sexualized environments like sex parties and those sorts of things if you get cool guys in the room who aren't needy and who aren't chasing the women are the wild escalation it's the girls who are going to like you know, break out a dildo and start like cooking up with the people they see around. Like if, if women feel comfortable in the environment, it's way more natural for them to do this sort of sexual escalation stuff. The problem is you get a bunch of thirsty, needy, you know, sex crazed guys <laughs> in an environment and the girls don't feel comfortable to kind of express themselves and be vulnerable. And, and that's what happens in traditional nightlife. That's why, you know, private parties are private parties essentially. Um, but uh, sorry, what was the what was the question exactly? I'm not sure if I answered. Yeah, uh, it's just on that note, and I'll um, reiterate the question. It's more, it's no big deal. Like when you're in these environments, and that's why. So it's like, fuck. I wish I was doing this sooner. I haven't done it to the near the capacity that you've done it, man. In regards to all that, I know that's been a big part of your life. But when I was doing that, the events and stuff, I, I just sit back and go. I sit back, and you're right. We always talk about this on the podcast, allowing the women feel comfortable and be able to express themselves and being in a cool place with cool people. They essentially start creating their own fun in the environment, man. They go, "Fuck, let's do something." So the question is, man, it's like, um, like, I like for these guys to do that, which is awesome. We said about the um, I fucking love. We said like they can start going and not trying to fuck every girl they meet. It's like building this up. It's like this. It's a slower, slower progress initially. It's like, oh, but I didn't fuck that one girl. But it's like, bro, bring those two, three girls to the party. Then you build that. Then you meet these other girls and stuff like that. So the question is for you, yeah. man. It's like. Like, did you, what was, what was the big fucking like click in your head? I actually wanted to go down this um, tangent. What was the big click in your head? Be like, this is the way forward instead of the traditional way of like going out in the streets, pounding the pavements and pounding the nightclubs, man. Yeah. The, um, well, it's funny. It's like the traditional kind of approach that, that most dating coaches or dating experts teach is like the, the, the hunting approach, right? You go out, <laughs> you look for a girl. You approach her, you, you go on a few dates with her, and you try to close the deal, right? That's yeah. like you're going out and you're hunting for, <laughs> you know, for big game versus farming, which is more like social circle. Farming takes a long time. You don't get to eat immediately, right? You've got to grow your crops. You've got to water them. You have to make sure you don't eat them too fast. Because <laughs> if you do, they'll die, right? <laughs> but at the end of the harvest, you're going to have so much food, you won't even be able to eat it yourself. You have to invite all your buddies to, to come over and eat it, right? So <laughs> it's really about like getting out of this like player, like chasing thirsty mindset that unfortunately most of the stuff out there that you'll find online in the community, it's pushing because that's like the quick fix, the magic pill, do this, say that, do this routine, like go out and, and do this crazy thing and, and you know, you'll have success. But no, it doesn't work like that. Hot women that have a ton of options are going to judge you based on your friends, your social circle. They're going to quickly know if you have no friends in those social circles, painfully obvious to those girls. So the more you can kind of invest in building that, 
um, the faster you're going to eventually be in a situation where you're really interacting with, the, with, with women that, you know, that could be more than just, you know, something casual. Like most guys I know meet their wives or they meet their, you know, girlfriends in these sorts of environments. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the switch for me, I kind of noticed that, you know, back when I was just seeing all these, all these parties kind of happening and, and realized that I wasn't quite seen. Um, and then once, Sorry, say, say, say that once again, I started, you, you, you weren't quite. Oh, it was what I mentioned earlier. It was just, I, w I would notice, you know, the kind of like the, the different level when I was at nightclubs or when I was at festivals, I would see these guys with like, you know, all these hot girls I was like, how are they doing that? Like, you know, what, what's this, this deal? And it's really about because they're not trying to bang every girl, right? It, you have to really get out of this mindset of trying to fuck every single hot girl um, that you meet or that, that you spend time with. And that, that's a really toxic mindset that the pickup artist community um, kind of perpetuates. Like that's a mindset I, I ended up in after, you know, the first kind of 10 years of my journey and I had to break out of that. Dude, crazy, crazy shit, man. It's, it's such, the thing is I've been there as well, man. It's like, girl, gotta, I gotta like get, I gotta get, I gotta fuck it, man. I gotta get that, gotta get the deal done. And sometimes that toxicity leads to a perpetuating cycle of like, you don't have female friends, you don't have chicks you can just chill with and have great conversations. And then all of a sudden it's like stunting your growth of actually meeting other women where you're saying like she can introduce you to awesome friends and that social currency is more powerful. And I really love the analogy, bro, about like you're talking about like, be, it's like kind of like long-term grat gratification. It's like so many people want instant gratification. Like fucking, maybe let's just be really blunt. Like you fuck like maybe an average girl now instead of like waiting and building this up over time of like having these beautiful friends around you. Then it's like they're going to speak more highly. It's better. It's like instead of like you trying to do the work, it's like the girls like Robbie's a fucking awesome dude, and they're all like pumping your fucking belly like yeah, he's an amazing dude, and everyone keeps doing that. Then you're just sitting back and chilling. So it's like. Like, I feel as well, a lot of guys, man, please tell me about your clients you have before, like, they work with you. It's like, they, I know the guys I worked with back in the day when I was doing dating stuff. They feel so much pressure to go to the club because they feel like they've got to do something, make shit happen. But it sounds like from what you're saying, from what we're talking about today, man, you kind of set up this beautiful um, ecosystem where you kind of go in such a beautiful, relaxing environment. You go chill out there, relax with your friends. You've got all these beautiful people talking so much, like, basically spiking up your value and saying you're an awesome dude. And then you can hang out. And it's not like this pressure. And then you have great sex and you get this um, pick of the litter because you're not like being so thirsty, but it takes a little bit more extended time. Yeah. And it's mostly, it's not even that people are necessarily like hyping you up. I mean, sure they do, but it's just like, they see you having fun with two or three beautiful girls surrounding you laughing. And it's like, oh, that's the guy I want. Like, it's so obvious to women. They can spot it in, in a millisecond. And, and guys who get it can also spot it in a millisecond. If I see a guy running that sort of energy, and girls around him laughing. I'm like, all right, this, this guy obviously gets it. But yeah, you asked an interesting question about the process. So a lot of guys um, who kind of find me, uh, there, there's, I guess there's two types of guys, either guys who have kind of gone through the same journey. Uh, they've done a lot of the dating stuff. They've approached tons of girls. They've like, they've had this kind of hunter mindset um, and they've done okay with that, but they want to kind of go to that next level. Um, those guys are ready for social circle, but the guys who haven't, been able to approach a girl if you're too scared to express yourself authentically um if you do this you might be able to build a social circle but you'll still end up in the friend zone because you don't have those skills that are necessary when you basically to develop your personality to be comfortable with your sexuality to be comfortable with women um so you don't get to skip 
unfortunately, you don't get to skip that, that long, grueling process of getting past your fear of rejection, getting, you know, moving out of your comfort zone, being authentically being able to express yourself. So guys who come in on that standpoint or, you know, at, at that level, then the name of the game is go out, approach women, get over rejection, face your fears. Like the only way to do that, there, there's no way around rejection. There's only a way through it by getting rejected, approaching a lot. Um, but the easiest way to do that is during the day. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what I, what I tell all my clients is like in the beginning, even if, you know, you got to go out, you got to get rejected. You got to learn how to authentically ex express yourself and put your sexuality forward. And then once you're comfortable doing that, and then you build a social circle, you end up like <laughs> the joke is, is like, eventually you, you can sleep with all of them. If you're not thirsty, right? And the girls who are in your social circle, eventually they're, they're all gonna wanna sleep with you because you've slept with a bunch of the other girls. They all say good things. There's no awkwardness. There's no drama because you're not going on dates, right? If you go on dates with girls, then there's this, this uh, kind of, I don't know how you would say, it, but like you're now expected to be in a relationship of some sorts, right? Like if I take a girl on, on two or three dates, we have sex, and then I invite her to a party and there's other girls that she sees that I'm probably having sex with. She's going to be like, why, why the hell is this guy inviting me to this party where there's other girls he's having sex with? I thought we were like maybe going in that dating direction. This is kind of weird, right? So that, that's what I tried to do originally. I tried to like get a bunch of girls who were in like my, <laughs> my harem or like who I was consistently casually sleeping with and like put them together in a party. That, that did not work. <laughs> so... If you can sleep with the girls in your social circle, but they're going to be the ones that generate it. They're going to be the ones that like basically at the end of the party start making out with you um, or the ones that want to go back to your after party. And then you're not doing it from a dating standpoint. So you, you get rid of all that drama when it comes to, oh, I thought we were going to be in a relationship or I thought this or I thought that. So if you really like want to like live the bachelor lifestyle and maximize your fun, and you're willing to, to kind of put in that work, in my opinion, this is really the only way to go. Because um, there's just so, there's just, you, you get rid of all the drama, the girls know like you're having sex with everyone, they don't care, they're having sex with everyone in a lot of these social circles, sex parties, of course, the jealousy is really turned down. And yeah, eventually, if you do want to date a girl from that circle, like you guys both just start, you know, hanging out with each other more and maybe having sex with less people or you have more of an open relationship and you continue having sex with everyone, you know, it's whatever relationship you guys decide works for you. <laughs> Dude, that's some crazy shit, man. That That's, it's actually, and I like what you said as well, man, about the hunting process. It's like, you can't skip that. I really like how you made that really clear. It's like, you've got to pay your dues and go out there and approach thousands of women or hundreds of women, whatever it may be to be able to go through that process to deal with the rejection, to sit with that tension of like, you, you walk up to a girl and you say, hey, and you like her and she says, no, you don't get to see her, or you actually try and have sex with her and she says, no, it's like, I see that's an in integral part of actually stepping into your own manhood and your own dating process, like sitting with all that um, rejection and that failure and then getting that feedback. And then I like how you said, it's that progression moving there, but not just jumping straight there. I just want to do the social circle thing, but it's like, you don't, I believe that for me, man, that taught me a lot about social situations. And then like, that's the next level because jumping straight into there, man, you're essentially going to be so fucking, as you said, man, thirsty as fuck. You know, oh, I just need to do this. And girls going to feel that you haven't been, you haven't paid your dues 
to the dating world, yeah. so to speak. Tay juice totally. the dating gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to approach because you know, when you approach, you get over your fear of rejection and you get comfortable expressing your sexuality, right? And then when you go on dates, you get comfortable with sex, you get comfortable with the, you know, how to kiss a girl, how to escalate, all that stuff. And if I hadn't gone through that, if you would have thrown me in one of these social environments where the women are very sexual and you know, like I would just feel really uncomfortable. I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. And I've seen that with, with clients before where like I had a guy come out and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm really good. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, come to this party. Right. And then he was just totally like, you know, shy, awkward, uncomfortable with the situation. The girls could all feel that. And it really kills the vibe. So yeah, you really do have to pay your dues by going on lots of dates, approaching a lot of women, um, getting comfortable, you know, having casual girlfriends. And then once you've done that for a while, then you're like, all right, what's the next step? That, dude, that's amazing stuff. And like, you've, you've done a lot, like you've done it like with the club scenes, you've like built up your own social circles from where you're at. You're living, you're living in Europe at the moment. You're going to like let people know where you are. And then also you've done like what stuff on yachts as well. Yeah, man, you've got your own clothes. So it's like, you've got so many avenues. And the thing is, I like how you've been like, you fucking created your own reality from nothing. So it's not like you just like, we're always in this position. You're essentially the Dan Bell, like the modern day Dan Belzerian man. Like, and, and I love that people like, that's unachievable, but I, I see you're the link of getting people to live that lifestyle with actually really high quality women, man. So yeah, so I just want to give like a massive shout out to actually what you're doing. And that's the reason I brought Robbie on here because the thing is I'm even learning some stuff we're going, bro, that's really cool because I've never really tapped so much into social circle, but the analogy of like bridging through the hunter to there, man, and just sitting back and farming, dude, that's, that's crazy, bro. The guy, Guys, I'm being selfish. The only reason I have this podcast <laughs> is for myself to learn from experts like Robbie. So, dude, I appreciate you being here, man, as well. Yeah, man. No, and, and just kind of thanks for the love. And, and to kind of get into how I ended up moving to Europe right now, I live in uh, Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, but prior to that, that I had a kind of like a digital nomadic lifestyle. I, I lived in New York for the nice parts of the year, typically like spring and fall. And then I was in either L.A. or Miami for the rest of the time. And then usually in the summer, I would run a uh, traveling boot camp in Eastern Europe. So we'd go to Serbia, we'd go to Hungary, Ukraine, the countries over here where the women are just insanely hot. Um, and there's a different kind of sexual mindset as well. So it's kind of the best place to practice approaching because the women are so direct, right? If they don't like you over here, they'll just be like, don't talk to me, you're disgusting. Whereas in the US, they'll be like, oh, you're so sweet. Let me give you my number and I'll pretend to like, like you. I'll text you back a few times and then I'll flake on you and you want to understand what's going on. Uh, so I was spending like summers in Europe and then the rest of the time in LA and New York. And I just noticed that like I was having so much more fun in Eastern Europe. Um, so I linked up uh, with some. And the, the other cool thing about traveling is when you're like an American in somewhere obscure like Belgrade, Serbia or Odessa, Ukraine, and you meet another guy who just speaks English, there's like this immediate connection. Well, you speak English, I speak English, like let's be bros. And um, a lot of these people you meet will be much cooler than the average dude you meet from your home country because they're willing to like take that risk and go to that crazy place. Um, they're the type of person who isn't sitting at home in their fucking mom's basement playing Xbox. Right. So you meet the coolest people traveling. And like when I went to Ukraine, I just met like the craziest dudes who are either American or Canadian. Um, and they were kind of like in the same mindset. They had they were running parties, having girls. So I ended up meeting up with this dude who uh, owned the rights to shoot for the Playboy calendar. 
And uh, he invited me to his birthday after we met at a party because he, he understood that I got it. And um, he's like, all right, this dude gets it. I brought girls to the party. So, you know, I wasn't just some random idiot, like trying to suck value from him. Um, and he's like, dude, I have this problem. I, I love to throw these crazy parties and do these Playboy photo shoots, but I don't have enough guys to like split the bill with. And I'm like, I think I can uh, help you with that. Because I've got, you know, tons of dudes and, and clients and friends who would just love to have access to these sorts of events. So we started throwing parties together. Um, he'd bring the girls, I'd bring the guys. And we'd do like, a, you know, a crazy photo shoot in a crazy location. We'd rent a yacht, do shit in the Maldives. We'd rent a castle uh, in outside of Rome and threw a party at a, like a crazy castle that was once owned by the Pope. Um, yeah. We'd do parties on the Greek islands. Um, and usually like the magic kind of ratio at these events is you have three girls to every one guy, right? Mm -hmm. If you have more, because girls are so social and girls are so good at like mingling with each other, it creates this really kind of cool family-like energy if you do a party for even, you know, three days to a week. Um, and at the end, everyone, like people are crying when you're leaving because you're like, oh my God, I'm so close with these people. We just spent this amazing, you know, three to seven days together and like, everyone's friends and a bunch of people had sex and we all had Hang know, a second. A so you do this for, you do you do this for three to seven days man not like a one day thing so fuck that's insane man so you're like everyone's building these beautiful connect oh man that's genius shit oh yeah and that like after the first trip i did you know we had six guys and 20 girls on a yacht in the maldives for a week and like after that trip i was like holy shit i have 20 playboy model friends living in kiev I can't move back to San Diego. <laughs> I can't move back to LA. Like, well, that would be crazy. Uh, so that's when I basically like set up shop. And the, the 20 girls, like I met all their friends and more guys and more girls. And like now my social circle here is, it's, it's to the point where like last night, I don't say this to brag, it just can show you what happens yeah. when, when you're friendly and you know so many girls. Last night I told, two like really beautiful girls that are like hey can i can we come over we just want to smoke shisha and chill I'm like no i'm i'm tired i had a long weekend i just want to like get some work done on my computer they they asked and, and then 10 minutes later two other girls asked and then somehow some way like they all linked up and then my doorbell starts ringing and they're like we're here i'm like i told you guys i'm fucking like tired i'm exhausted i'm not doing anything like, yeah, just let us in let us in so all of a sudden i'm sitting on my couch i got four girls just like wanting to hang out and smoking shisha it's like you can't escape it almost becomes a problem where girls are just like wanting to constantly be there um and so my biggest problem when it comes to social circles actually finding cool guys that i can bring into the environment that have some money you know because obviously to have a bunch of girls around who aren't really paying for anything um you know it's someone's got to pay that bill yeah. <laughs> right? so it, that becomes the biggest problem is having cool guys um, that are willing to like go on these crazy cool adventures with you. So. Yeah, man. I like that as well. Do you know, he says like cool dudes with money, but then also I've always said this to my bro, man, when we're running the events and stuff like that. It's like dudes who get it. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. guys who just get it, like that understands, like basically when I say get it, like on your explanation, but for me, it's like, they're not needy as you've said as well, man. I a hundred percent agree. They're just cool. They're chilled. They bring that value to the table. You can just tell they're just like, Everyone's like in an environment like, yo, if you got that girl, you can have that girl. That's cool. Let's just discuss this. We'll talk about that later. And it's not like this thing, like it's a competition either. It's just like, 
dudes hanging out like hey and we get to like just play and have some fun and not like think, not think like there's this pressure to do anything and we're not putting pressure on the girls as well that's how i've always oh that guy gets it and he's also good with women and he can understand that if i'm going for a girl it's not like oh but it's, it's none of that bullshit man it's just like there's no bullshit just fucking really cool and chill it's really just chill totally totally and um, so what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to like build a pool of these guys because they're hard to find. So I'm like, all right, if, if I can't find them, I'm going to create them myself. <laughs> that, that's kind of the, uh, the process I take guys through my program. It's called leverage. Um, you know, some guys come in and they see a podcast like this or they see my Instagram and all the crazy nonsense on there. And they're like, all right, I want to come to a crazy party. I'm like, all right, well, let's see if you're ready for that. And other guys come in and they need to go through kind of the, the hard knocks of like approaching and going on tons of dates but we have a, a very cool community of guys all around the world. Um, we're connected through, we do Zoom calls all the time. We also have like a 24 seven like forum and we do events like every six months, like a crazy party like this or a training somewhere in Eastern Europe or somewhere in the US. And it's really cool to see a guy start from like scared to approach a girl to like now he's at a sex party and <laughs> It's like, what the hell just happened? Because um, the process that took me 15 years, I've seen guys go through it in, in about a year. If they come in, um, you know, with the, with the right kind of attitude of following, following this process. So, that's, that's yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I was about to say what, um, what you do, man. So basically, um, in regards to breaking that down, but thank you for um, explaining that to the dudes. Because what you do is like um, definitely unique and different to most dating companies. And I, I believe it has like a long-term effect as well. Because what most people meet their um, partner through um, work or a social circle, but then the social circle is not a social circle that they've chosen. But you're essentially going, here's how to like date, but then here's how to get to the next level, which is the social circle. And then when you've got that social circle, if you want to actually find a wife or a partner, if that's your goal, you're building a beautiful social circle that you've actually created with women who you want to be around. So it's a win-win for, for everyone, dude. So that's, that's genius shit, dude. But yeah, man. Um, also, Thanks, like, man. So what is the, um, how does it actually work, man, your program? Like, is it like weekly calls? They come in a thing? Like, give, give the guys a little bit of a wrap about that. Yeah, sure. So it, it's an ongoing mentorship program. Um, and the way it works is we, we meet together on Zoom calls like this. Um, and every week there's, there's three different calls. So one thing that's really hard for guys to learn is conversation skills, right? Like being flirty, being fun. Cause that's really necessary. And obviously in dating, um, even in approaching or in social circle, if your conversation skills aren't great, like you can't just hold a conversation vibe with someone and make that connection. Like you're fucked. Right. And then you can't really learn conversation skills in a weekend. You can't do it in a boot camp. It's an ongoing thing that you have to practice. So we have these weekly conversation uh, calls, like we have two a week. So you're constantly practicing where you're learning all of these skills over time, over a few months, and they're really being ingrained in you. So you're, you're doing those, you're being on the calls, you're going out. Everyone has very specific goals that they have to achieve every week and a lot of accountability. We have small tribes within the big group. And when you come in, you're, one of the tribemen and we have a tribe leader and that's the guy who's going to be like checking to see if you're doing your habits every week. Like how many girls did you say you approach this week? Three. All right. You've only done two. Tomorrow's the deadline. If you don't do it, our tribe doesn't win any points and you're the asshole who didn't do it. So fuck <laughs> you go out, hit on that girl. Right. Um, so you're, you're constantly being pushed forward with accountability 
and you're learning at a slower rate as you go. Cause I used to do like traditional boot camps and all the stuff back in the day with, you know, the pickup companies and it just doesn't stick. You know, guys will come in, they'll do a crazy week or a crazy weekend and they'll be like, Oh my God, that was so crazy. I learned everything. But then like three months later, their life basically looks the same mm. versus it, it's like, if you want to get in great physical shape, you can go to a week long, like Navy SEALs training, but you're probably going to look almost identical to when you, to when you left, right? You might know some different exercises and shit like that. But if you, if you do like a Navy SEALs boot camp over six months, you'll be completely transformed. So that's really the idea um, behind the program. And then, as I mentioned, typically like once every six months, we'll do a, uh, like for the guys who are more advanced who have gotten a lot of these skills kind of handled, we'll do like a crazy trip or we have an option to, you know, throw a party or kind of just do whatever we want. And the, the cool thing is it's, there's so much more value, not just in learning the skills, but the guys in the group are very cool dudes and they're all working on different things. So a lot of the guys end up doing business together, working on different projects together, just becoming like really good friends. And, you know, like you're, I think in life, the value of your life is your, your social connections, your friends, you know, like if, if you have really close friends, like that's more important than money and very, it comes right after your health, you know, cause like if you have your health and you have cool friends, like your life is going to be good. If you have your health and you have a bunch of money, but no cool friends, your life sucks. Like you're miserable. Like people are just trying to maybe either get your money or, or you, you're just stuck with nothing to spend it on. So, you know, you see a lot of that, um, especially like in the U S or other Western countries, like these guys who they're like, all right, I had to go, you know, go and make money do really well, like programming or other sorts of development, internet work. But they're now they're like 30 and they're sitting on a bunch of cash. But like, I don't know what to fucking spend it on. I don't really have any friends. I end up like hanging out on Netflix most of my nights because they never built these social skills that, that are really necessary. Cause our, our, you know, our culture, I'm kind of going off on a, on a tangent oh, here, but cool, our culture man. doesn't, it doesn't like emphasize the point of these social skills that you, most guys learn in university or right after university or in high school because we're also focused on like making money and buying shit and it's really fucked up. So eventually you got to pay your dues. You got to, you know, invest in yourself and learn these skills or you'll end up with, you know, either a gold digger who just wants you for your money and you know, you end up sleeping on the couch and never having sex with her and having a miserable (laughs) sex life and, and, and dating life. Um, Or you settle for some girl who you're just like, not that attracted to, you know, you could have done better and you know, that's a shitty ex- existence as well. Oh, fucking hell, man. 100%. And thank you for fucking dropping the truth. And I'm glad you're saying that. And that was just off the cuff, bro. So I appreciate that because it's the truth. It's like, how many guys like do all this stuff so then they can, as you said, have great, I, I, man, even just like on a bit of a life thing, personal development kind of tangent. It's like, cool. Yeah. Having all the money and having the women. It's like, yeah, you got that sorted, but it's like, when you got like people who you care about who are around you, how you get to have really great connections. Like, man, that's what it's about. It's like, can I do what I want when I want with the people I want? That's what I've been really focusing on lately, man. And you've really articulated that well. It's like guys will focus on all this money into a job, a career, and um, all this other stuff and their body, which is all amazing. Don't get me wrong. But then at the same time, like, why are we doing this? So we can fundamentally have great connections with people and have a woman in our life we fucking love and care about or, or multiple women so we can have these experiences. And the thing is, it's amazing I get to bring on a guest like you, Robbie. So then it's like these guys don't see it's like, 
I see you. It's like, I don't know, I'm just sitting in my head. It's like, you are the connect between if they want to have like that lifestyle where guys are like, oh, damn, dolls, Eric, I can never have that. But I'm like, I've seen how Robbie operates. It's like, he's, he's pretty much fucking doing that. And he's just like a normal dude, like the fucking, you got you listening and me. And I'm, I'm even getting inspired by listening to this. I'm like, well, maybe I don't have to try and fuck every single girl I see. Like, even me for that mindset, man. It's like, even shifted a little bit today. And I'll definitely talk to you about that a little bit more, man, because I'm sure you could drop some bombs as well, more on that. Um, maybe another podcast or just um, a chat because it's just like really enlightening to understand like, fuck, this is the different paradigm and the place, place you're at, man. So I really appreciate you really dropping like the bombs today and really giving some really amazing insights, man. So yeah, if, man, if there's anything else you want to like, um, before we wrap it up, man, um, and then you can tell people how to find you. Is there any last nuggets of gold or nuggets of gold you would like to drop before we wrap this up today man. no i mean just to reiterate um you know the i'm so glad you know that kind of conversation just came out between us because it's um you know that's really the truth of this stuff like yeah. it, it and it's it's so tempting to like our society sucks us into that mindset especially guys who have studied a lot of the pickup stuff which is most of the stuff out there like we get sucked into like if, there, if there's a girl that's hot who's in our life like we're you know we're like a thirsty like guy wandering the desert trying to you know trying to get the pussy and it's like if if you can switch your mindset off of that and you know do the hard work over time like eventually you can build just so much an amazing lifestyle uh, but it, it it is difficult to like get out of that mentality um, and it really takes I think a community to do it like the reason why I was successful in this stuff is because when I switched out of that kind of like pickup mentality, I was then partying with these promoters. It was like a new social circle of guys that had that mindset. And you end up, you know, they, they say you're a collection of the five people you hang out with the most or show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. Right? Like I switched my social circle from pickup guys to social beasts. And it was like a night and day shift yeah, because cool. yeah. So that, I mean, that's really the easiest way to like any sort of huge, you know, change in lifestyle, you have to change the people you're surrounding yourself with. Like if, if you're fat and you're hanging out with a bunch of fatties eating Twinkies and pizza all day, like <laughs> even if you try to go on a diet, like it's not going to work. Your buddies are going to be like, come on, I got Domino's is coming, you know, like, <laughs> right. But if, if you start hanging out with a, with a bunch of dudes who are committed to like, you know, hitting the gym all the time you're gonna be like hey i ordered pizza like come on you fat ass no more pizza for you Let, let's fucking hit the gym right so you kind of take yourself out of the equation and, oh, i love uh, <laughs> i love my twinkies <laughs> i don't even think you can buy twinkies anymore i think they uh i think they're a lost food item but <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't heard i haven't heard that word for such a long time but bro this has been really amazing man and really as i said you're just breaking it down i love like the aspect you come from it's not just like it's about the women yeah cool you get that amazing lifestyle but it's also more about your own development as a man and your growth and stuff like that i can really see that shining through with what you're saying as well man you definitely have a lot of depth of character man and i appreciate you just sharing the wisdom and dropping as yeah, i said dropping the bombs again man so it's fucking awesome now with that being said because we're def we've definitely gone over which is great we don't even have time limits ever but if the conversation flowing which has been today i don't give a fuck so, bro, what is the best place to, for people to get in contact with you to hear more about what you do? Yeah, so my website is innerconfidence.com, uh, I-N-N-E-R, confidence.com. Um, you can learn all about the different sort of programs I offer on there. But if you just want to hit me up and kind of see my lifestyle or follow what I do, uh, I post a whole bunch of crazy shit. 
typically on the weekends when I'm out partying on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E underscore Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. That's my real name, Robbie Kramer. You know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything. Um, I, I do get <laughs> quite a bit of interesting, uh, uh, you know, interesting comments and shit on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, just drop me a direct message on there if, if, uh, if you need to chat or, you know, hit me up through the site. Um, but uh, awesome. yeah, I, I can promise at least uh, f fun content on the, on the Instagram channel. So. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. There's there's a video of him dancing. Just uh, I won't say anymore. But that, that I was um in stitches and <laughs> close to tears in crying. How funny <laughs> some of the stuff is. But it just really shows even his Instagram. I just saw his life. And the thing is, sometimes you sometimes look at this and you go, oh, is this bullshit? It's not. And you think, oh, this guy, this is all bullshit. Like, I'm like, this guy lives it, as you can tell from this thing, and definitely check it out. Because, bro, thank you so much for, like, sharing all the knowledge today. And as I said, guys, I highly recommend you checking him out. Now, with that being said as well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure, Robbie. Um, thanks again for being here and, like, sharing your wisdom. If you want to get in more contact with him more, make sure you do. And if you can't find Robbie for whatever reason, make sure you reach out to me and I'll get you in direct contact with him because, as I said, there's going to be a, a ton of legacy. He's got so much content out there and I really want you to get that area of your life sorted. And, yeah, definitely the inner confidence and the social circle is his specialty. So then with that being all said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Sexual Quantum Leap podcast. Love you guys a ton, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys.